It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, you've got to recap all the NBA playoff action. The Lakers closed out their series in five, and the Heat knocked off the Celtics in six as the NBA Finals are all set to begin Wednesday night. We're previewing the games and recapping what happened this weekend here, today, and tomorrow on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go ahead over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Well, guys, it was quite a weekend in sports, specifically looking at the NBA and the playoffs. We saw the Lakers knock off the Nuggets in five and the Celtics are headed home. They made it a series 3-2, but were not able to close out and tie it up in game six as the Heat are headed back to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2013 when they won, led by none other than who? LeBron James. So let's first get started looking at the Lakers' win over the Nuggets. Up 3-1 heading into Game 5. We all know and knew just how important it was for the Lakers to close out that series versus the Nuggets in 5 because the way the Nuggets have come back the last two series after being down 3-1, versus the Jazz, versus the Clippers. You could not make this a 3-2 series because the Lakers would be a little nervous. But I will say, though, the Lakers are a completely different team than the Clippers and definitely a completely different team than the Jazz. So even coming into this series, I was not as nervous. But you never know. When a team has confidence, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. And once the Lakers were up 3-1, I was excited they were up 3-1 because I'm a Lakers fan, I'm a LeBron James fan, LeBron James fan, guys, sorry about that, but also was nervous because the Nuggets had been in that situation the last two series, and we saw how that turned out. But the difference maker, the King, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, the Nuggets didn't have any answers for them. And hats off to the Nuggets for having an incredible run in the bubble. If you guys remember... Back on one of our early Locked On Wizards editions, after the Nuggets scrimmaged the Wizards, July 22nd, the Nuggets started off against the Wizards with the tallest lineup we've seen in the NBA, with all players over 6'7", 6'8". And I remember after that scrimmage, they didn't even have Jamal Murray playing. I remember saying, you know what? This Nuggets team, watch out for them. Because now, although I didn't expect Bol Bol and, and, and I didn't expect the exact same performance, but looking at Paul Millsap and Nick, Nikola Jokic and just the way the Nuggets returned Michael Porter Jr., I was saying, men, watch out for the Nuggets. They are a team that we're not given enough respect. And coming in as a top seed in the West, 
needs a little more respect put on their name because they had the making of a really deep playoff run. Now, at that time, I was not anticipating for them to make it to the Western Conference Finals, but I was absolutely saying, don't sleep on the Nuggets. And I remember saying they're going to give some teams in the Western Conference a fit. Well, they made it to the finals. And if you don't believe me, or go back to that episode around July 22nd. I said it there first, and I knew that that was a team that had with their size, with their versatility, because not only did they have bigs on the floor, we know the Joker as a five has the ability to see the floor really well. He can handle the ball. He can run the floor. And then you have a veteran player, Paul Millsap. I had a feeling, especially when Jamal Murray was back fully healthy, ready to go, that this Nuggets team was going to be one to watch out for. Well, I definitely respect the run they had in the postseason. Being able to make it to the Western Conference Finals with such a young group. And I also was saying earlier this season that the Nuggets, in my opinion, are a team that has the makings of being similar to what we see from the, saw from the Spurs in the Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker days. I'm not comparing any of these players to any of those players, but their team makeup to me is very similar in that they don't have one specific superstar. They have a lot of talented players led by a few all-star players and having such a young group that's growing and learning together, in my opinion, I think long-term, bigger picture, I was saying they're a team that could be competing for a championship, you know, a, a year or two down the line. Well, here we go, 2020, they're in the Western Conference Finals, and they were competing for a championship directly. But I think that the, for the Nuggets, they just ran up against a taller opponent and a, a bigger opponent in the Lakers. They didn't have answers for LeBron down the stretch. The King has been in this situation way too many times. And I was saying before, the biggest difference between the Lakers and a team like the Clippers is that you have your leader, LeBron James, who is still the best player in the NBA, regardless if he won the MVP or not. He's still the best player in the NBA. And he's been in this situation. As much as people like to talk about LeBron choking in the finals, LeBron is getting to his 10th NBA final. You can't discredit that. How many players have been to 10 NBA finals? Yes, he won three. And he lost six, but he knows what it's like to lose. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what it's like to lose. So in these situations, crunch time, expect LeBron to step up and lead the team, especially against a team like Denver, who's so young. The Clippers were a different beast in that they, they built their team to match up with the Lakers. They have a champion in Kawhi Leonard, and they have veteran all-star superstars, I should say, in Kawhi. But they didn't get there. It was the young Denver Nuggets, and the young Denver Nuggets are not ready yet. So for the Lakers, winning that game to close out the series was huge. The Lakers were led by LeBron James, 38 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists as he finished with a triple-double. Anthony Davis, who had another scary wincing in injury with his foot. That foot-ankle injury is something I'm keeping an eye on because this time of the year, we've seen how injuries can change a team's chances in the finals of course we're looking at specifically last year when the Warriors lost Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and we saw how much that changed the series when you, if you have a player that goes down it's always nervous nerve-wracking because you just never know how much that's going to impact but AD seems to be okay I'm sure they're going to be continuing to monitor it that's back-to-back -back games that he went down with an, a, an ankle foot injury finished with 27 points we did see Big plays from Danny Green, especially on the defensive end. Shooting, he's got to figure it out. I mean, he's shooting under 30% from the three, and his role out there is to be a shooter. 
but he's struggling offensively, but at least has been bringing on the defensive side. We saw him get a couple big blocks and strips and been helping out. Dwight Howard has to play smarter. That technical he got on Paul Millsap in the second half really changed the, the pace. From there, the Nuggets scored. They scored two there. He gave them a, a free throw a, for the technical free throw. Paul Millsap made that. They came down. They knocked down a three off that same inbounds. So it went from them scoring two points to giving them four more points. They closed the gap. I think it was a nine-point game at that point. You can't have those, those moments down the stretch. He did help with getting Nikola Jokic in foul trouble, which was huge. But at the end of the day, Dwight Howard is out there to help disrupt. But you can't disrupt your own team. You have to disrupt the other team. Don't help them get started on the run. He literally started the Nuggets run down the stretch and not okay at all. It's got to be smarter. And then you see players like Alex Caruso, who I thought played very well and should have played more minutes, actually. With his 11 points, Kyle Kuzma had a Kyle Kuzma type of day where he probably shouldn't have been out there as much, but did chip in with eight points. And then Rondo, who I also thought could have played more minutes, who only finished with 13 minutes in the game. Eight points on the, on the game, though. For the Nuggets, the big player with Jamal Murray's injury, we know he was dealing with a knee contusion. And Again, I hate to see any player, especially a team's leading player, not be at 100% because you want teams to be able to be at their best competing, especially in the playoffs. So if there's no room for excuses or error, no shoulda, coulda, wouldas, or what ifs. You know you played and you left it all on the floor. Jamal Murray, I think, just ran out of gas, too. I mean, he was – he logged the most minutes of any player in the playoffs, and it showed. He, he is the reason why the Nuggets were in the Western Conference Finals, and he had to take on so much – him and, and Jokic, of course, had to take on so much for this team. And after a while, that has to catch up to you. Two back-to-back game seven series where you were down 3-1, that's going to catch up to you on top of already playing the most minutes as more than anyone in the postseason. Still finished with an incredible game in his 43 minutes and a knee contusion. You saw him limping at moments. You saw him just struggling, but still with 19 points. The big player, the big name with Jokic in foul trouble yet again, who that in itself is something that, come on, Nikola Jokic. I mean, it's game five at this point. Dwight Howard was doing the same thing to him every single game. You know what he's going to do. He's baiting you. He's trying to pull fouls. He's, he's, he's in your face from one end of the floor to the next, to the timeout, to the huddles. He wasn't giving the Joker any room. So you have to adjust. You can't continue to get in foul trouble game after game to pick up two fouls in the first quarter in a must-win game, an elimination game. Not good enough, but this is a young team, and this is where they're taking their lumps and learning, whereas someone like LeBron James has already learned these and has already taken these lumps. But it was Jeremiah Grant who was looking like his father and his uncle out there. 20 points, but it wasn't just about that. It was the timing of his points because the – Nuggets needed someone to help get them going offensively in the second half with Jamal Murray banged up and Jokic in foul trouble, and it was him. Jeremiah Grant kept the Nuggets in this game. Now down the stretch, though, we all know who it was that was the closer, LeBron James. But again, hats off to the Nuggets for having such an incredible, incredible close to their 2020 season and a run to the Western Conference Finals. Now the Lakers, looking at their numbers, LeBron James, as I said, leading the way. But it was more about what I saw. Some subbing needs to be better. Some, some players stepped up in big moments. But overall, they're headed back to the Western, excuse me, the NBA Finals after winning the Western Conference Finals as the Lakers return back for the first time since 2010. And in 2010, we know what happened. It was Kobe Bryant, 
the legend, rest in peace, that led the Lakers to a 2010 championship, beating the Celtics, which is partly why I wanted the Celtics-Lakers matchup in the finals, because first of all, the Lakers-Celtics history in the NBA in itself says it all, between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson's historic fight, uh, battles to that 2008-2010 finals run between the Celtics and Lakers when the Celtics had the big three in Rondo, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce with Kobe taking them on. It was just exciting to me to think of a Lakers-Celtics finals again, especially since with everything around Kobe's passing, you can't write this storyline any better that the Lakers would be back in the finals against the Celtics when they haven't played the Celtics since 2010 when Kobe Bryant was MVP and helped the Lakers win, and then Kobe Bryant after his passing. And Jen, you, see what I'm, you see where I'm going with this? You're connecting all the dots here. But either way, there's still another storyline that's brewing as the Lakers are taking on the Heat with Pat Riley and LeBron James history. Ooh, I love a good storyline. So coming up, we're going to get into the Miami Heat's return to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2013, right here on Locked on Wizards. Who else gets annoyed every day, come lunch or dinner time, wondering, what am I going to eat? You don't feel like cooking, you've got a million emails to read, you've been busy with work and swamped, and you have so much going on, and your stomach's growling, and you don't know what to eat. Well, let DoorDash take care of your next meal if you want. Chinese food, pizza, froyo, anything you have taste for, you can order it through DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely, and there are thousands that are open for delivery on DoorDash that you can now call, order, and now let them do the work for you. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on them, and now they're counting on you. So while their dining rooms may be closed, and maybe you don't really feel comfortable going out to get food, or you just don't feel like getting off your couch and changing out of your pajamas, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. So DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering's easy. Just open up the app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely right outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. So with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos. Anything from restaurants, Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory, you name it, they're on DoorDash delivering contactless to your front door. So call right now, and anyone that's listening can get $5 off, zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. So don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. You are listening to Locked on Wizards as we are talking about the NBA playoffs. The Lakers won the Western Conference, knocking off the Denver Nuggets in five. And the Miami Heat 
roared to a win over the Boston Celtics in six. I'm your host, Renee Washington, as we're breaking down the playoffs. We already had a chance to talk about the Lakers Nuggets. Let's take a look at the Miami Heat Boston Celtics. So many things went right, and so many things for the Boston Celtics, unfortunately, did not. First of all, I have to give my hats off and congratulate the Celtics on at least having a great conference finals. Did actually expect the Boston Celtics to come out of the East all up until I saw game one of the Celtics Heat. And then it made me realize, you know what? For as talented as this Boston team is, they're missing something. And the Heat had their number. And the Heat brought a different level of intensity. Now, everybody keeps talking about Miami Heat basketball. And if you guys know, under Pat Riley and under Eric Spolster, just exactly what that means, that dog, that fight, that mindset that they're not going to get out of work no matter who's on the other side of the floor. The Miami Heat bring a different level of energy and intensity, and the Boston Celtics never really matched it. Of course, the Celtics did get two two wins in the series. Don't get me wrong. But I never was fully convinced, especially after game one, that the Celtics could fully win this. Now, I thought we could go the distance and they could at least tie it up uh, Sunday night to make it, take it to seven. But I honestly never felt like the Celtics could win this because of the fact that the Heat just seemed to bring more confidence. The Celtics had moments, looking at like game five, for example, down the stretch, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, where they were clicking on all cylinders. And then the Celtics had moments where they disappeared and went cold. You can't have that in an NBA playoff, let alone in the Eastern Conference Finals when you're down, you're trying to, you're playing catch up. Every game was an elimination game after going down 3-1, and you have to bring that intensity from start to finish. And the Heat brought it, and the Celtics never matched it. On paper, I still think the Boston Celtics are more talented, but we all know what happens. Hard work beats talent when talent does not work hard. And the Celtics did not do enough down the stretch, did not play smart enough, and definitely were not creating good enough shots to be able to tie up the series. Now, a couple numbers. We'll read some stats across the board. Friday night, Jason Tatum led the Celtics with 31 points, 10 rebounds. Jalen Brown, 28 points. That was the big difference. The Celtics' key players stepped up down the stretch. Kemba Walker has not been having a great game, great postseason run for the Celtics. Only had 15 points, but he did, in my opinion, still played well. But it was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that were the big reasons why the Celtics were able to keep the series alive in game five. But then you look at game six. This is, this is the issue here. You cannot have the performance you did in game five and then turn around and not close out to tie up the series in game six. You cannot take your foot off the gas. Jason Tatum had 24 points, 11 assists. Jalen Brown, 26 points, eight rebounds. Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker, each with 20 points apiece. Daniel Tice, who fouled out, six points. Gordon Hayward, 12 points. But it wasn't really about just what the Celtics had statistically. It was on the other side, the numbers that the Heat put up. Jimmy Butler with 22 points, eight assists. Duncan Robinson, 15.6 rebounds. Drogic with 13. Tyler Hero with 19. Andre Godala with 15. And it was Bam Adebayo, 32 points, 14 rebounds. How about the run that the Heat made down the stretch? I actually was noticing six minutes left in the game, the Celtics were up 100 to 98. Two minutes left in the game, 
The Heat were up 119 to 104. You can't have that. This is a must-win game. The Celtics were winning by two with six minutes left in the game. Four minutes later, the Heat were up by 15 points. They outscored them 21 to six. Excuse me, that's bad math. 21 to four in that four-minute stretch to put the game away. You cannot have those lulls down the stretch in an elimination game unacceptable. The Celtics went cold. The Heat shot 55% from, from the field and just around 50% from the three. I mean, to me, the biggest thing actually was I thought the Celtics' body language, which we saw throughout the course of the series, was very poor at times. And when I looked in that run down the stretch, it felt like the Celtics had given up almost. They were hanging their head. They were kind of going through the motions. We saw Jalen Brown get hurt. I think that also changed some things because he was not – although he was fine, we saw him get checked out. He went, got hurt. Then we saw Marcus Smart on the other end when Jimmy Butler was driving to the basket and knocked him over and knocked him in the face. It was almost like they, like, knocked them down a peg with those two back-to-back plays. Well, not back-to-back, but those two stretches in the game, I felt like the Celtics kind of got – not scared, but reverted back to being a little timid. The, the Heat almost were, like, imposing their dominance. Like, nah, this is our game. You're driving the basket. I'm, I'm going to clip you. And then on the other end, with that drive, they did call the technical on Jimmy Butler. It didn't matter. I mean, Jason Tatum missed the free throw. The Celtics were, at that point, they seemed done. They seemed checked out. And to see the game at hand, and then they turned around and literally went to sleep, it seems like couldn't knock down a shot then they weren't getting to the basket they're they were getting one shot possessions where they were coming down forcing up a shot you didn't have to make up the margin in one play you're not going to score 14 points in one play you've got you have to chip away and this the celtics were forcing it there was plenty of time left after that six minute mark the heat were starting to take over you could see the momentum shifting but all the celtics should have done was look to get to the basket slow the ball down run a good, off, good half-court offense, get to the basket. They started forcing shots. They were just coming down, shooting off balance, shooting these – I mean, they looked – the Heat looked like the better team. The Heat were the better team. Again, on paper, you can say that the Celtics had more talent. The Heat didn't – it didn't matter. They had more intensity. They had more urgency. They were playing with more of a pulse. The Celtics seemed like they were, were done. They seemed like they were already headed home. So now they are headed home as the Heat are headed back to the finals to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. So coming up, we'll get into a quick brief preview of the games starting on Wednesday with Game 1, Lakers versus the Heat, right here on Locked on Wizards. Let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy. That's right, you can do both. If you know me, you know I have a sweet tooth. I enjoy cupcakes, cookies, brownies, all the sweets and built bar actually has delicious flavors let me just run down some of my favorites cookies and cream double chocolate mint brownie salted 
caramel, yes, caramel, not caramel, and peanut butter brownie. Delicious. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're healthy. So it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight, you can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and I definitely recommend Built Bar. So if you head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com and try the best-tasting protein bars, and I can guarantee you from me to you, you will not regret it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards, and we are talking around the NBA playoffs. Now, the Miami Heat, led by Bam Adebayo's big fourth quarter, were able to knock off the Celtics. The the Heat had no answers. Looking down the stretch, Tyler Hero is knocking down a shot. Bam Adebayo was doing what he wanted. Jimmy Butler getting the basket. Um, Duncan Robinson with a big shot. They just were clicking on all cylinders. And the question is, is it enough to now knock off the Lakers in the NBA Finals? The Lakers, led by the King and Anthony Davis, the best dynamic duo in the NBA right now, definitely has, once again, more talent, definitely has more of a the, – the advantage, I should say. But before we even get into the specific matchups of these two teams – just some interesting numbers that I saw. Udonis has them of the Miami Heat, who we saw in game, fi- uh, game five that would have been when the Heat lost to the Celtics, was the big voice leading them in, in a timeout. And he's been a big coaching role for them. Hasn't played in the playoffs. Didn't play in the series. But he's been the big voice behind this team in terms of leadership. Then, of course, on the floor, you've got a player like Andre Iguodala, who is heading into his sixth straight NBA final since he's been um, playing these last few years. Of course, last year he was not playing with the Heat, but headed to his sixth straight final. And then you also have the fact that Eric Spolstra is headed to his fifth NBA final, moving up the list to become the eighth highest coach to reach the NBA finals. Now, the leadership, in my opinion, starts there. The, the Heat have, of course, Pat Riley, who's we all know his credentials speak for themselves as a player and as a coach and as a, an, a GM and being in the front office. He's been involved in a number of NBA championships. So you have these powerful voices that are speaking up. The Celtics, in my opinion, for as great of a coach as Brad Stevens is, as great of players as players like Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum, they were lacking that. Now, on the other side for the Heat, LeBron James – absolutely has that championship voice so I mean the 
I expect this to be a great series. And I, I like the fact that we've got a good storyline here looking at Pat Riley and LeBron James history, some, some bad blood there between those two. And, and when LeBron James left the heat to go back to Cleveland after their 2013 championship. So we know that LeBron James is out to prove more than just winning a championship. He's out to prove to Pat Riley, you know what? I am here to win it. I can win a championship without you. We all know that when LeBron James in 2014 went back to Cleveland, it was not pretty. Patrick, Pat Riley actually dared him to go back. He was publicly speaking out against LeBron. You know, if you don't find the first door and run out of it, whatever. I mean, LeBron James is out. He won a championship in Cleveland. Cleveland, this is for you. We all remember that in 2016. But also, LeBron James was not done there. He's back and to play his old team against his old coach, against Pat Riley, too, with the history he has with Pat Riley. And also, I just, I just love the fact that the last time the Heat were in the championship, it was LeBron James winning the championship. And here they are back again. And then we've got also some other storylines. I mean, Anthony Davis is headed to the NBA Finals for the first time. This was his first playoff appearance, which I always enjoy seeing a player have the opportunity to have their first chance at a title because it's not the same then you don't have the same players winning every year and also you have Rondo we know he's a champion he's headed back I mean just so much great so many great storylines here it's going to be very exciting to watch these two I'm going to do a specific Lakers heat preview later in the week as we get closer to Wednesday's game one because we've got to get into the breakdown of players my overall initial thoughts is I'm not sure the heat match up well with the Lakers. I think the Lakers actually control the series. I think it's actually depending on if they need to set the tempo. If they play well, they win the series. If they don't play well, they don't win the series. But I don't think it's a matter of what the Heat can do. I think it'd be what the Lakers don't do, if that makes sense. Because I think they've got, in LeBron and AD, the two players, the best two players on the floor, A. But B, also, Bam Adebayo is going to guard Anthony Davis. Uh, I guess Jimmy Butler guards LeBron. I don't know. How do they match up with them? Andre Iguodala, of course. I'm not forgetting him. He'll be ready to guard LeBron. First of all, Andre Iguodala is looking old. He's not even old. He's in his 30s, but quarantine has not been great to him. I've been wanting this. I've been meaning to say that. But this little, he's balding up top, the beard, he's got to fix it. He's got to fix it fast. I don't know what is going on there, but he's looking very old. It's incredible to me that in the NBA, players age what looks like decades but they're really not that old 30s being in your 30s is young yeah he looks like he's like in his 50s on the floor because he just looks way older than you have a player like Tyler Hero who looks like a baby it's just incredible to me to see but I'm interested to see how the Heat match up with the Lakers because I don't think also Tyler Hero, Gordon Drogic, Duncan Robinson they're gonna have to step up defensively. I think Jay Crowder, Andre Godal they're gonna throw different looks at AD and LeBron but I really think the tempo and the ball is in the Lakers' court. So it's going to be very fun to watch this series. I absolutely think the Lakers' Heat series is going to go at least five. I don't see the, anybody sweeping the other team. I do think the Lakers win this one. I don't see a sweep. But I do see this being a five- or six-game series. Now, the breakdown of player-to-player, player, we will get into that here on Locked on Wizards. But, guys, we're having playoffs in the NBA. We've got playoffs in the WNBA as the Seattle Storm knocked off the Minnesota Lynx, and they're waiting to see who they would play. Game five of the Sun versus the Aces. 
That takes place Tuesday night as that series is tied up 2-2 to see who's advancing to the WNBA Finals to take on the Seattle Storm. The NFL's been back and insane. Of course, my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, are giving me gray hairs and making me ready to throw my remote through the TV as we are 0-2-1. Seriously? And just playing some awful football right now. But overall, sports are back. It's exciting. I'm just happy to be able to watch all the sports as they are unfolding. In the Stanley Cup Finals, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning up 3-2 over Dallas with their game six taking place also on Monday. Woo-wee! So hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of our sports content around not only the NBA and the Wizards, but all sports here on Locked on Wizards with me, your host, Renee Washington. I really hope you guys had a great weekend. I know I didn't love and loved watching all the games that went down this past weekend, minus the Eagles losing, excuse me, felt like a loss, tying the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. But anyways, we'll be back tomorrow. And this week, we've got to get into more around the NBA playoffs. There's some news going on around the Wizards as we prepare for the draft Ooh, and much more. So hit that subscribe button to keep up with our content each and every day here on Locked On Wizards across all streaming platforms. I hope you guys have a great start to your week. Start Monday off and start the week off on the right foot as we get into another week here to close down the month of September. Can you believe that? I feel like we just started September. October is already around the corner. Have a good one, guys, and I will see you next time here on Locked on Wizards. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.